Hello, everybody, and welcome to Throllers. I'm joined, as always, with Chris Ronalds. How you doing, Chris? I'm phenomenal here on a Thursday night. I feel like we've transitioned a little bit. We, we had a bit of a Wednesday roll going on, but uh, Thursday's our slot at the moment. Yeah, exactly. It's still a miracle we're getting one away a week, so... It's huge, huge. <laughs> Won't look the gift horse in the mouth <laughs> at all. Um, so we had, as always, a social day on the weekend out at Ruffy Lake, and boy, did we have a social day. Wow, we... <laughs> Wowee is like, that's the only way to put it. You did not make it and you missed out. Looks like it. A field day. Yeah, 100%. It was just insane. Like, ridiculous scores across the board. Everybody ate. Everybody ate. Um, I know you're a stats man. So, I've compiled a little bit of stats. Our good friend Darren State-Smith uh, sort of pointed out that this might be the best performance the club has ever, ever had. Surely. And I was just staring at him like it has to be. But let's let's try to quantify it. So Division A, which was a field of 14 people, the worst score was a neg three. And the total combined score of Div A was negative 116. Wow. Negative 116. And when you add the whole field in, the whole field shot negative 59. So as a social day, we shot under par. Yeah. Insane. And and the Division A has averaged 8.3 under par per player. (laughs) Just chuck that in. That's huge. Ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, very impressive. <laughs> Just massive shout-out to everyone who showed up. Um, but, yeah, there was one, two, three, four, five people tied for first, which I need to figure out this one because I was pretty sure Brennan Venton had an outright neg 11. Yeah, he did. At one stage, he definitely had an 11. Uh, and he was done when I saw the neg 11. There's no bogeys, so I guess someone might have... Made a little mistake that uh, got corrected. Yeah. Uh, which is great news for me because that means Alan won the league day. Huge. It's been coming. Uh, it's been coming. I know. I mean, uh, this might actually be three events in a row on a podium for me, I think. I believe I'm, it. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to become a factor here. Mm. Um, myself, Oscar, Ryan, Deer, uh, Brennan Venson, as I mentioned, and Seb Williams, the only, <laughs> the only big dog from the 1030 time site, all with negative 10. Hot shooting, hot shooting. Yeah. A couple Ryan, of bogeys in there. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to yeah. say, yeah, Ryan and Seb did it with a bogey. So 11 birdies each. That's uh, hot shooting. Looks like only one of those guys got an eagle though. Must have I mean- been... Well, the big must have been one of them big throwers, yeah. Yeah, must have uh, been. Oh no, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> A couple of the other chumps as well, uh, Aiden and Leo, who were miles behind on next six. They also got eagles. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then another Brunsting at the top of the charts, Jeff Brunsting taking well, out Div B. That has to be a first. Surely you guys have not gone top dog, top dog. I just, yeah, no way. Yeah. 
No, no way. So, yeah, big first with the, the Brunston clean sweep. Should have got Mummy out. She's, maybe she could have taken out Div X. Narada didn't play that well. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, well done, uh, Jeff. Uh, Tim Ware as well, also neg four. I don't, uh, I'm not sure about Tim Ware being in Div B. Is that real? It is real. Mm. Um, and he, um, I, it's not on our script, but uh, Tim also backed it up the very next day at Melton and took out the Melton Madness. So Tim oh. had a good, Tim had a good weekend. Very, very nice. I do like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it seems like Tim always beats me when we play at Stony, so I don't know how he's in Div B with the new cap. Um, might, yeah, a bit of shenanigans going there, I think. But I'm just looking up his rating. He is eight seven two. Mm, okay, there you go. He's right on that threshold. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, lots of people under. Yeah, it's just great. Everyone was eating. Uh, yeah. The handicap winner, Alex Evans, he was on my card. And I think he shot an equal PB. I can't remember now. Even? Uh, yeah, which was even. So and, I did. Uh, so just clarify for our listeners. Obviously, when we spoke about Alex Evans last time, I called him the young chap. Uh, yeah. Just have a, have a stab at his age. <laughs> he's, he's in the MA40 division. <laughs> okay. Let's okay. just say that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, not, not so young Alex Evans, uh, but he played great. He, I actually feel like I remember playing with him once before and, um, I played with Penn as well. And Penn, I think has played with him recently and kept mentioning how his form has gotten a lot smoother and, uh, yeah, he was doing great, Alex. So very nice by him taking out the handicap and second place was also on my card. Aaron, I'm going to have a stab at this. I should have asked him. Piscentini, um, possibly. I'm going with Aaron Piscentini, uh, like who who killed it. I think he was uh, eight. Yeah, yeah. Big. Um, they so yeah, so, so yeah, you, had, you had pen on your card. Mm-hmm. So are you telling me he missed the Mando on five? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? That, What's that happened actually, on five? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you. <laughs> so. Absolutely killing it. We started on hole one. So Penn goes four down through four. Yep. And we get up to hole five. The widest openest hole, just throw whatever. And he's like, oh, should I go for the eagle? And I was like, of course. Like what? <laughs> you're four through four. And you're all of a sudden just like, oh, what, I might throw a mid-range? Like, no, go go for the eagle. Like the worst thing that happened, he just... Don't quite get there. He'd take a birdie. Yeah. I don't know what he pulled out. It was the flippiest disc of all time. And it went straight through the Mando and then like directly right. And there's a path over there. <laughs> no way. Yeah. So he went over the path OB and he's like, I told you. I'm like, well, I didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. And then I got my flippiest driver and I actually put it real close. I think I got the eagle on that one. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's, you have got to put hyzer on it, Pen. Yeah, so he made the Mando, but yeah, he found OB. There you go. Mm. And there he, you go. he was right on track for the neg 10 as well. But hole 17, filth. Spit out. Oh, no. Filth. Spit out. That was bad. 
Uh, definitely robbed there. Ended up with a bogey, um, which was handy for me, but not so much for him. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron was on track too, but then yeah, a couple of pars late. But um, no, nah, our car was on fire. There you go. Melton, Melton Cruz slaying it. The Melton guys can putt. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. They've been playing for about six minutes and they can all putt. <laughs> Maybe there's some spice in those baskets. Maybe. So, speaking of spit outs, have you seen the amazing footage uh, from Parked Media on the Queensland Open? Uh, yeah, I've watched a fair bit of it, actually. I was seeing spit outs galore, I reckon. Like, what do uh, you think? Yeah, I've to be honest, I've watched them like at 3 a.m. with Theo. So yeah, okay. how much is sinking in, I don't know. Um, I'm, you'll have to jog my memory. I think I've watched every round as well. So you'll have to oh, jog I my memory. I definitely can't think of any specific holes off the top of my head. But I just remember thinking, man, they just, they just seem to be punching through or... Or bouncing out, or it just didn't—I don't know—didn't seem great. So I don't know what's going on. They got brand new baskets up there, so um, that's a bit of a while. But some of it was just miss putting. Like Blake would, yeah. I, I mentioned to you that he would be a thousand rated easy if he could just half putt. Oh um, yeah, yeah. And some of those, you know, it hit a chain, and he was getting mad because it was a spit out. No, but there <laughs> was definitely some. I was, just, yeah, some pretty bad ones. So. Um, yeah, not sure, not sure what the goal is. And, and Oscar brought it up after, uh, Penn had the bad spit out. We were talking about it and he was saying that he gets lots of spit outs at, um, Ruffy okay. and he, he plays there a lot. So I don't know what, it, I think they might've changed the chains or something on those rad baskets. Something to keep an eye on. Something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Hmm. Another thing to keep an eye on is the Throllers non-ventational. Great segue by you. 100% keep an eye on this. So you made pretty good mention in your not light last week about uh, bureaucratic red tape. Some hoops we needed to jump through. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's a bit harder than you would think to just run a PGA tournament. Much harder, much harder than I would think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, When I sort of have a good think about it, I understand why the PDJ would sort of want it that way. And anyway, it doesn't doesn't really matter. But it was looking a bit dead in the water. I was looking like a a metrics event. But then Ballarat Disc Golf has come through with the goods for us. Get around them. Get around them. Exactly. Big round of applause to them. Uh, They're going to help host... The Throllers non-ventational, and was it always called the non-ventational, Chris? Uh, not always, not always. It was. Uh, we had high hopes of uh, setting up an invitational. An invitational. I might have even made fun of uh, New South Wales for running an invitational that didn't get invited to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, turns out you can't do that. Um, <laughs> so when I was chatting with uh, Paul Arden, who's Australia's man that knows. All things PDJ. Mr. Rule like, himself. Exactly. He's like, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> so I can have a quick look and I'm like, nah, you can't just invite whoever you feel like <laughs> to a tournament. Um, 
but you came up with a, a pretty good loophole and I ran that by Paul. Um, so you don't need to actually advertise it anywhere specific. Exactly. It, it just needs to be first come first serve. So we can just say here on the pod that let's say Sunday at seven o'clock. Love that. <laughs> I was just trying to think when I'll be home from the the Sunday round <laughs> and then where can, I can get hit. a bit of time before I get yelled at by my wife. <laughs> yep. Um, so if I was to say like Sunday at 7 p.m., the link for registration will go out on Thrower's socials. Yes. Then people listening to this, they'd probably be the only people that would know about it. Excellent. And as all we're trying to do is get our listeners involved, that's a great way to do it. So Sunday, 7 p.m., keep an eye on the Thrower's socials and uh, find the link to register for the non invitational Consider yourselves invited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you hear this, you're invited. Don't tell a friend. Um, like, And it was fun. Obviously, we mentioned this a couple of times. It was wicked how much energy it generated from our listeners and the fact that they were, you know, calling us out and asking to be invited. I particularly liked uh, Jason calling us a bunch of flogs. Um, <laughs> I, I really love that. Um, and yeah, but you're all invited. Please come. Yeah, Jace was pretty butthurt that he wasn't on the list yet. <laughs> uh, I'm interested. Does he interact on our socials? He does. I don't think. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't think he's a big socials man. I think he yeah, had to okay. maybe get some digital support from a brother or someone, uh, a friendly <laughs> other, just to be like, "How do I send a DM?" And he he found a way to send a DM. And anyway, he's in. Because <laughs> we don't know who listens. No, so no the only idea. way we could tell is if people talk to us or if you like like stuff on social. So that's how we were going about it before. But yeah, we've definitely had a couple of people like, I listen all the time. Where's my <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, anyway, as Chris said, you're all invited. Uh, so we've got some exciting news about the Melbourne Celebrates tournament too. Oh, before we do that, did you check out the fly-throughs, Chris? No, I did not yet. No, because I'm not playing. And oh, so know, I'm, right. I'm just going to so get, like, I'm not going to play this weekend there either because I just seem to get epic FOMO. So I've actually deliberately avoided the fly fruit, fly fruits. Well, I'll let you know all about them. Please um, do. <laughs> I check, of course, I check it. Every time Park Media puts something out, I check it out. And uh, yeah, the fly throughs were no exception. And it's looking pretty cool. Uh, they could change the name from Melbourne Celebrates to. Um, 67 meter par three. <laughs> Could they? Because <laughs> I feel like that's at least 10 of the holes. But they look fun. I, like I'm really, really looking forward to it. I, uh, 18 holes I've never played before in my life. The park looks really nice. Um, Yeah, definitely some, well, like long throws, but they're short par fours. So, you know, one good drive gets you in a good spot. Um, and then some gettable threes, but it just means scores are going to be hot, so you got to keep up. So I'm very excited for it. I'll be there on Sunday to check it out. And I think, yeah, we're at 108 total players, and they're really hoping to get to 120. So if you're on the fence, get on board. we got a 
we got a bit of info about some other stuff that's happening there, Chris. What uh, what are you hearing is happening besides the disc golf? Um, obviously, um, we're big advocates for everything that the club and the Eagles get going. Um, but yeah, news has rolled in uh, tonight. Okay, so this is hot off the press. This does not get any hotter. I'm actually going to give you a timestamp on this. Six <laughs> 6.24pm, I received notification of the 19th throw. Okay, so we are, as you would know, uh, big sponsors of the event, probably probably just, just outside the naming right sponsor. I'd say we probably contributed most of our money um, that we had, had raised through this podcast, which is a cold, cold hard zero dollars. We're, we're, we're in the red. Uh, yes, but the, the club's on board and um, they're going to have some side games. Um, so... There's a few um, you've been banded around. There's a, a thrower for distance. There's a thrower for accuracy, uh, potentially a longest drive. Maybe um, who can throw the fastest? They've got a speed gun and thinking about, was it Barella that threw like 87 miles per hour? Be interested to see if anyone gets anywhere near that. Um, and yeah, uh, they have an awesome prize up for grabs. Are we allowed to mention the prize of the 19th throw, do you reckon? Yeah, hell yeah. We've got it in front of us. So yeah, that's, sick. that's their dumbass fault for centre until they didn't want to hear it out. All right. So get involved in these side games straight after your round at Melbourne Celebrates, and you're going to the competition to win a brand new dynamic disc combat sniper backpack filled with goodies. So this is not an empty backpack. Um, you not only is it a brand new sick dynamic disc bag that looks fire, uh, you're going to get some goodies in there as well. So thanks for the support, uh, Melbourne Disc Golf Club and Throllers, get around it. It would be a shame if a, a non-listener won the 19th Thrall. So I'm hoping a listener uh, takes, home that, takes home those goodies. A hundred percent. So yeah, like I said, if you're on the fence, uh, get off it. And get down there. It's, it's looking like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think they're going to announce exactly how this stuff will go down on the weekend. But yeah, I think basically once your round's done, you and your card mates just go over to the 19th Thrall and, and have a crack at all the fun extra games. So uh, uh, Jeff's not the TD, but he's pretty heavily involved in it. And uh, when Jeff's involved, there's always some fun side games. And uh, always something different. That's what he likes to do. Uh, something he hasn't done before. And yeah, I think uh, Thrower for Accuracy is <laughs> something I don't think we've seen. So should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm keen. 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 You can't be that keen. You're not coming, mate. Yeah, I know. Two-day comp. <laughs> Two-day comp. I can't sign up. Two-day comp. <laughs> Bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Should we head overseas and see what Bain has been up to? Yeah, we've got to decide what order we want to do this in, Alan. So we could go with the European Open, which is live as we speak, or uh, obviously we could go back to the DGBT uh, PCS uh, Open in Norway. What would you like to do first? Well, I'm thinking uh, he might be a bit happier with these, the European Open one. So let's save that to last. Let's let's head into PCS and, and see how he did. All right, let's do it. For, uh, what was he on? Uh, five events in a row. Cash. Correct. In Europe. So have we got six? Uh, so we needed a top 40. 
We needed yeah. oh easy. Yep. Yeah. Um and which was a minus uh which equated to a minus three after the three, three rounds. Um, which you know would have been a cool twenty six shots behind Paul Macbeth, um, who was averaging essentially <laughs> ten under par a round. So you had to do one under par a round. Uh and unfortunately not, I have to keep scrolling. Uh down to fifty seventh. Yeah. The streak is dead. The streak is dead. Nate Sexton is safe. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, not the uh, not the event he was hoping for. Uh, definitely a lot harder with a lot of big boys. Like I'm looking, the top twenty. There's like two Europeans, and all the rest are just the standard Americans from the tour that dominate. Yeah, yeah. So that makes it harder. He's only really been battling like four of them at a time, and now there's twenty of them. From a ratings perspective, it was actually, you know, definitely, he definitely played worse in one of the earlier comps. Like this, a quick calculation is telling me he's played 990 golf, um, but 990 golf is just not getting it done in that field. Nah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the European Open is worrisome because that field's even tougher. I think I had a look at it before and... He, I think he's the the twenty fifth lowest rated player. Okay. At the event, uh, I did a little quick thing before, and I'm pretty sure that's yeah where he was standing. But how's he going? He's out of the blocks early. Now it is. I'm looking. Yeah. Admittedly, like it is a scorable track early, like uh, particularly the front, you know, four or five holes are very scorable, and then. You get to the treacherous island holes uh, towards the back half, um, but he is out of the blocks real well. Yeah, I love it. He's uh, neg five through twelve. Neg five through twelve with T fifth with uh, two C one misses. Oof. Yeah, so um, I'm sure he would want them back. Two C one misses is. He's had a fair bit of 100% C1X, so um, he's currently sitting at 60% C1X. Uh, but what rectifies that a little bit is 40% from C2 as we speak. Um, and one of those was on hole nine, uh, and it was on the edge of circle, oh, sorry, on hole 11, the edge of circle two. Um, so that's sick. It's, it's on new disc here is 18 meters, so that's a monster putt. Yeah, that is, that's cool. Yeah. So no, definitely have to keep an eye on uh, on that. That's that's very exciting. Who's your tip to win the whole thing though? If uh, if someone manages to beat Bainey, who do you think it's going to be? Um, I'm trying to think who I tipped in my actual tipping. I <laughs> must have gone for Ricky Wysocki in the end. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say Ricky Wysocki. Yeah, I can't go. Uh, I can't go past P McB. He's just ripping apart all of Europe. So um, I'm sticking with that. I'll, I'll keep tipping him and, until he proves me wrong. Nah, fair enough. To bounce back to the PCS in Norway, um, I can't remember how long, but like the five-shot mind the gap win over James Proctor and the rest of the field was the biggest win of a DG Pro Tour event this season easily and i think even maybe for a few years like um it, yeah, wow. it's been a really you know there hasn't been a five shot win in ages so 
Uh, definitely a statement made there. And yeah, 10.94 final round, blasting past the course record by like three and a bit strokes. Insane. Yeah. Uh, so last year, I remember I watched all of the European Open. I can't remember what the circumstances were, but I was able to watch all of it for whatever reason. Okay. And do you remember much of it? I, this is the best disc golf tournament I've ever seen. I watched loads of it, um, but I'm yeah. probably less of a night owl than that. Um, but I must—I would have watched the entire final round for sure. That was the epic eagle pull. Just it was them, and then. 20 shots to third or something crazy like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, talk about mind the gap. It was not a bigger gap you've ever seen. Yeah. And they were like 98%. Like, I think they both missed like one putt from inside the circle the whole weekend. Um, that was the best tournament I've ever seen. It was just insane. Yeah. And no one else was relevant. Yeah. I heard it on a podcast during the week that... If you're ever looking for like, oh, what's a tournament I've not watched? Like if you're new to disc golf and, you know, you've got the whole catalog on YouTube, that is one to go watch. Yeah, good call. For sure. Look it up. The 2022 European Open. It was just amazing. Yeah. Cool. All right. So uh, we're going to do the player rater. So we had a request. Yes, we are. Yeah. We had a request during the week um, at the social day. As I'm leaving, Doug Adams, he goes, oh, can you please rate... Um, oh, man, who did I say it was? I've forgotten now. The guy... Oh, Peter, uh, Peter Barrett. That's it. Uh, I don't know why I blanked on that. And I was like, oh, yep, sounds good. And then I completely forgot about it uh, <laughs> till, t- till today. And uh, I have not played many rounds with Peter. Have you? Uh, zero to my knowledge. Yeah. So didn't want to guess. Uh, normally when this case will have some help. And um, I think I'll reach out to a couple of the other old fogies that play with him. And uh, we'll get their ratings. But uh, we can't go without. So who are we going with? Uh, we're going with uh, none other uh, Chris Scott. Oh, nice. Snapper? Uh, snapper, Chris Scott. Um, the, the, yeah. Is it the one with the PDGA number or the one without? I'm yeah. completely lost. I'm pretty sure the one we're going with is uh, Chris Scott 6481732. That's the one. Nailed it. <laughs> um, and what is his special category? Okay, so uh, again, listeners, you've heard it 100 times now, but our four main categories are... Oh, driving, yeah. <laughs> putting, mental game, and card vibes. Um, and for Chris Scott, uh, his special category, uh, which I look forward to hearing how you've scored him, Alan, we're going to go with his ability to wear color. Any color. Yeah, for any color from the rainbow. No, non-discriminatory, his ability to wear color. That's, uh, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, do you want to kick us off with driving? Yeah, with driving, um, I've gone with uh, 3.5. He, I, I won't be surprised if you've gone higher. I feel like he's got all the driving tricks, um, but he doesn't 
he doesn't bring much distance to any of those driving tricks. Um, and he, he does uh, tend to avoid the sidearm, throw some turnover piwaka wakas and some under under stable discs. Um, I've gone with a solid 3.5. Yeah, I'm 100% right there with you uh, for the exact same reasons. I just can't can't justify going a, a 4. Like, we gave Dazza a 4.5, and that guy could huck. That's, I, I, can't, I can't say half a point less when, uh, yeah, the sidearm isn't much there. And, um, yeah, the, like, the distance is good, don't get me wrong, but, um, yeah, not enough. I feel like we're a bit harsher on these ratings. We've, we've gone sort of low on some of it, and we just got to keep... It's got to keep the same energy. <laughs> we do, we do. But um, I'm with you. Uh, three and a half. All right, good, good. All right. Um, where did you go with putting? Uh, the exact same spot. Hey. I went with the a three and a half. I um, yeah, I definitely think he's good, but um, not great. All right. I've uh, I've gone with four. Um, mm. I I think Chris is a an excellent putter um, in the rounds that I've played with him. I'm also privy to the fact that, um, you know, he's capable of making circle three putts at glow nights. Um, uh, on yes. more than one occasion, he uh, scores really well at glow. Thanks to some deep putting. Um, but during COVID times, we had some uh, virtual putting competitions. Uh, Chris always fared really, really well. Um, and then at Clayton Bowles Club, we had a, a big putting competition, and I believe Chris Scott came second. He, in my books, he's a really good putter, and I've gone with four. So with our uh, scale, that rounds up to four. It does. Now you're right. I um, yeah, definitely overlooked those those putting comps. Um, and yeah, I guess I haven't played with him much for a while. So now good. I'm glad you rounded up. Good. Good. Um, what's mental next? game? Mansour game. Well, I've never ever seen him break down. Never. Yep. Um. <laughs> yeah. I. I don't know. I just. I think I have to go five. We've gone five. I, yeah. I've, I'm trying to like. I'm trying to think of a reason not to, and I can't. No. I've never seen him break down. I've never seen him get angry. Um. I've never seen him get too overly excited and go wild with you know stuff. He just plays in his game and does what he does, and that's exactly what you want. That's a fight. Yeah, I think he works in the the field of law. I'm pretty sure he he uh, may even be a lawyer. Um, and he, I think he, yeah, he's just so level headed. I tell you what, epitomized it for me, and I really wanted to avoid saying that word because I didn't know if I was going to say it correctly. But I've got, <laughs> I've it. gone with it confidently. Um. When you were doing the check-ins during um, whatever competition it was, you, you were checking in with him up in – was it up in Ballarat maybe? Yeah, the Vic yeah, Open. the Vic Open. And you, you obviously was not having the event that we all anticipated he might have had. But try to infer that from his check-ins because his check-ins were just like just spot-on, level-headed, just super concise. The man's mental game is flawless, like absolutely flawless. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And he got better every round at the Vic Open too, so, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is starting to be a pretty hefty score. It's a big number so far. Uh, I hope he's good at wearing colour. All right, um, card vibes. Uh, I like playing with Chris. I think he's uh, I think he's fun. I think he's a solid four. Yep, 
bang. We, I think we were nearly bang on there. We're out by 0.5 on one of them. Yeah, I've got him at yeah, a four and that as well. Yeah, and that was probably me undervaluing <laughs> his putting. So that's that's my bad. Um, yeah, yeah. he's You can't fault playing with Chris, like legend. Um, no. uh, I don't get to many of them, but also like at uh, Glow Nights as well. He's a vibe. Nah, for sure. All right, well, man, if you get a pretty good number here on this um, ability to wear color, he's just going to be uncatchable. Yeah, mind the gap if he scores well here. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> what do you, what do you got for ability to All wear right, color? All right, so uh, as Ash Wiener, so perfectly put, uh, at um, the Battle of the Burbs. Once you go black, you don't go back, <laughs> Mister Chris Scott. I've gone with zero. How could you not? Um, <laughs> I've never seen him wear anything but black. So. I don't think he owns anything but black. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a zero for me. Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. If that man went to the Tay-Tay concert, he would stand out. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm doing some quick maths. It's still a very solid score. Um, I believe so it. So 8 plus 8.5. We have Oofed. a... Have we done it again? We have a six. Oh, we no. have a sixteen. We, we have a sixteen point five. I didn't even know we oh, didn't know we did that. Oh no, we're not trying, folks. Okay, we now have a tied podium. Um, oh, joining uh, Jeff, the better Bunstein, Mark Hardy, and uh, rounded out by Chris PDJ Scott. Uh, we have three people tied on sixteen point five. Oh, big, big. If he just wore like. A little bit of color. Yeah. Watch him on Sunday roll up in like red socks. Yeah. And just be like, I right, look, I do it all the time. <laughs> a pink headband uh, or something. A half, yeah, a half a point would have gone a long way for it. Unlucky. Unlucky. Nice. All right. So I think we've got a sponsor for Spotlight Not Like. Oh, we definitely do. Uh, we definitely do. So I've been I've been cooking this one up for a while, um, and I've been I've been eyeing out the kinks, and we've been I've been in constant communication. They're they're an up and coming uh, PR firm. Okay, so I'd like to welcome on board Discommunication. Um, as I said, up up and coming PR firm specializing in disc golf communication with a passion for eliminating those keyboard warriors. Um, they have a six step focus. Okay, so avoiding being a keyboard warrior means being mindful of how you communicate communicate online and engaging in respectful and constructive interactions. Their six steps are taking a moment to collect your thoughts, practice empathy, staying informed limiting emotional reactions, focus on solutions, and just simply promoting positivity. Uh, promoting positivity. And they sum this up in their beautiful catchphrase, don't be a flog. Um, so I'd like to welcome on board Discommunication. I think that the Melbourne market is ripe for them right now. Um, I'm sure there's a few people considering reaching out um, because there's been some miscommunication out there. So um, the timing is ripe for them. So welcome on board, Discommunication. Nice. I love that. Thank you very much, uh, Discommunication, for the sponsor. All right. So uh, I'll go with a not light. Uh, I've got a, an honorary not light I'll have to go out with first. Uh, so I mentioned that I've watched the parked media coverage. Yes. 
uh, diligently. And one of the holes in the final round, I do not remember which one, but uh, three out of the four members all got birdies. Sad, but it happens. That fourth member happened to be Tim Bowman. Oh, no, it didn't. And, uh, no, it didn't. <laughs> and if you remember, uh, loyal listeners will remember back from one of our early episodes where Chris gave him a pretty funny spotlight because uh, <laughs> he asked Ryan Michelle whether they, the rest of them could shake the chains. Yes. Well, Kyle Herbertson, my, he remembers that episode. So as he's filming... <laughs> Oh no! He goes to Tim Bohan. Is it good if the other boys just shake the chains? Yes, yes, Kyle, <laughs> you legend. So that is on the Park Media coverage oh. for everyone to watch. It's so. Good. I love that so uh, hard. <laughs> it's so so good. Uh, I'm very very impressed with that, Kyle. Um, it has. It, unfortunately, though, it only has to be my honorary. Because just the unthinkable has happened. Uh, I've been mentioning Gareth Morgan a lot lately, which is weird. He's a South Australian and we don't really talk about that. Yes. Um, but they just put a new course in the ground uh, over in Adelaide. Course looks pretty amazing. They've been working on it for a while. And they, the crew that were putting it together got out and had a round. And Gareth got two aces. Big. Two aces Eight. in the inaugural round at this course. I just, I, I don't know how, you know, oh, like they had a metrics round going. It wasn't like they were just dicking around. So on a scorecard, two aces. <laughs> Kyle, I love your work, but I just, I don't know how you, I can't look past that. So uh, yeah, Gareth Morgan is uh is my spotlight. Well done. Well done. I think you might have opened up by saying you were going to go with not light first and I was confused there for a little while. Oh, I did I, I, I possibly awesome. we'd have to listen back, but just to clarify, they were definitely two spotlights. They were huge. They were definitely two spotlights. That was All good. right. Um honorable mention uh for me, spotlight, um Anthony Megan. Um he obviously is responsible for getting the course in the ground in Melton, hugely responsible for that even existing. Um and he's just stepped up to the plate, you know, as of today, um, straight off holidays, and he's helping us, you know, hopefully arrange for Melton to be ready to host um some Melbourne social days. So um he gets my honorable mention and I you know I can cast that shadow a bit further. For just obviously his awesome disc golf when he was up in New South Wales. We mentioned him um, over the last couple of um, episodes. But my actual spotlight is actually going to go to uh, Miss Emma Winkworth. Um, so looking at the handicap results for um, Ruffy, you'll find her in fourth with a huge uh, handicap result of like less than 38. Um got taken down by uh, your card mates, Picanti and Alex Evans. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just awesome. Um, you know, Emma's been in and out of the game, I think, um, you know, uh, over the last 12 months, it's probably fair to say, but um, has been playing really, really regularly of late um, and uh, has been playing really, really well. Had a quick look through Rafi's scorecards, and it looks like that was a PB by by at least two strokes. So uh, my spotlight goes to Winks. 
Love that. Good job, Emma. Yeah. Uh, so not lights. Yes. I'm, I've come. I've come up empty. I've got absolutely nothing. It was just a stellar week. The Melbourne celebrates things looking good. All the parked media stuff coming out. Everybody destroyed it at the social day. There's nothing. There's nothing I saw that I was disappointed in. So uh, well done, Melbourne community. I'm impressed. Well with done. You. No, not like. Well done. Me. I've got one. I've got it. one. I love so, it. What have I missed? Um, no, nah, I don't know if you've missed it, but um, I know I'm I'm all over the Instagram, maybe more so than yourself. And I knew you were playing with Aaron on the weekend and I had a feeling you were going to try to clean up his last name. So I had to go out there and just find another great last name to bring into the podcast for me to butcher. And I, boy, do I have one. So this man is not getting a not light for his amazing birdie on hole 11 at uh, Victoria Park. I don't think I've ever birdied the blue version of hole 11. Um, and this man has it plastered all over Instagram, how he can birdie hole 11, which is huge. It basically makes you a 1050 rated disc golfer in my mind. I've never done So it, if man. you are a 1050 rated disc golfer, surely you rock up to Ruffy and you, you know, you maybe get Six birdies, maybe eight birdies, maybe you get eighteen birdies. I don't know. What you don't get, Farron, is you don't get one birdie. Right. <laughs> one, one birdie, Farron Oil Tagua, however you say your last name, um, is not getting it done. Uh and you are my not like. <laughs> That's big. Yeah, I'm looking, he's pretty low down there on the um on Division the B. Handicap. Yeah, and he's very yeah. low on the handicap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good by you. Thank you. <laughs> very nice. Um, I'm not even going to have a crack at that one. I've thought very, very long about Aaron's one, and I'm still not confident on it, but there's no way I'm just going off the cuff. With no, no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, lift your game, Farron. How do you get, <laughs> how do you get 11? And then, not, yeah, all right, I like yeah. that. Cool. All right. Well, that's uh, another pod done. What are we up to now? Like 70, 73? Something like that. We got, we got to be getting close to uh, our friends down the highway. Oh, definitely. We'll, we'll overlap them by then. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> no, nice. All right, cool. Well, thanks for the chat, Chris. Uh, legend. Peace out, guys. <laughs>